and welcome to another episode of Raju Bunga Podcast. As always, it's me, Raju. And I'm Podcast. And I'm Bunga. And this week on the podcast, we have Isha Bhatti from Chase Studios, a self-proclaimed Bollywood superfan and Shah Rukh Khan superfan and DDLJ superfan. Thank you so much for being here, Isha. I'm so excited to talk to you about everything Shah Rukh Khan. Me too. I'm so honored to be here. I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be nervous. We're going to be nicer no, to I'm- you than we are to our like family members that come no, on. No, don't so. be nice because like roasting is like how I, like how you communicate. Like that's how it's grown. We love that. Okay, that's why when you guys do it, I'm like, oh, they're, they're my peeps. I get it. Oh, <laughs> well, I'd give the last thirty seconds a B minus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Isha, you know, you're an artist. You've got a wonderful art company called J Studio. Are you inspired by Bollywood? Or as an artist in your life, have you been inspired? Oh, 100%. Yes. Yes. But it's not like, the reason why I hesitated is because it's not like a direct like, oh, she got that from Bollywood. (laughs) Like, it's not, it's not that um, obvious. Mm -hmm. But I think I definitely am inspired by Bollywood because it's Bollywood is so dramatic and it's so visual. And I just eat that all up. And I'm like, the colors and the over the top and everything is extra. I'm like, that's literally me. So that's yeah, awesome. It really is inspiring. Growing up, was Bollywood a big part of your home? Yes, 100%. It was. Bollywood was like how we like spend time together, you know? <laughs> like, let's just watch a Bollywood movie type. So, what's your favorite Bollywood movie growing up? Ever? Yeah. Probably DDLJ. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. This is why this is a big deal. I wasn't just like saying it for no reason. <laughs> we should tell everybody what we're doing. So, oh, yeah. we have done a DDLJ recap in the past. When the movie came up in his filmography, we did a recap with my friend Imran Jehan. Raheel was not a part of our podcast. Yeah, I want to make sure that this is captured, that I was not a part of that. And I've been upset about it for the last four years. But I'm so glad we get to do this now. He gets so upset. I remember like when we were starting our podcast, Raheel was like our biggest critic or like he would always listen and he would always tell us like pointers of what he liked or didn't like. And anytime I felt like, oh, this episode wasn't so good, he'd be like, no, dude, it's still really funny, whatever. So we put out the DDLJ episode and Raheel was like, I got to tell you, that one was a real bummer. He was so upset. And then we just kind of like put it aside because if you haven't listened to it, which you may not have, I think a lot of people had problems with the fact that like we took this iconic movie and we stripped it down to like where this guy is kind of a sociopath. This guy harasses a girl on a train. Just so you know, I'm having violent flashbacks right now to when I listened (laughs) to that episode the first time. I remember I was sitting in my car in a parking lot just getting angrier and angrier. Oh my God. Yeah, so I think a lot of people had issues with that. So we wanted to do a DDLJ recap again. We wanted to do it with Isha because she is... She just said DDLJ is her favorite movie and she's a Bollywood like super fan and she loves Sharhan. So we're super excited to rediscuss the movie because I do think that the cool thing about DDLJ is you could talk to so many different people about why they love it and it's always a little bit different. There's always different parts of the movie that everybody loves. Every time you watch the movie, you can pick something new up. I sometimes just put on DDLJ just in the background, and I watch these certain scenes with Charhan and Gajal, and I'm like, God damn it, this movie is so good. And then watching it through in one sitting today, I cried, guys. Oh, 
When did you cry? What scene? Multiple times. Anytime Farida Jalal comes oh into god. the scene. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. She's <laughs> just she is. Even like the scenes with Charhan and Anupam Kier, I used to always think that they were really funny before, but I got like goosebumps this time. Like when Anupam Kier defended Charhan to yeah. Amrish Puri? Yeah. Yeah. I think Shahrukhan is the son that my mom never had. Shahrukhan's <laughs> <laughs> the son every mom never had. <laughs> like him with moms is like a whole different thing. Mm. I actually yeah. have a theory. Mm. I think like he purposely is always like the good guy to moms because he lost his mom when he was. Oh, now I'm going to cry. Oh my and, God. Oh, no. And, and, no, it's true, guys. And it's too early for this. Mom, and he was close to his mom. I'm getting closer to my mic. And he was close to his mom. And his mom is the reason why he's an actor it's like a full story it's oh full my god guys cancel the episode <laughs> <laughs> like, i can't take this, this. Is what you wanted raheel <laughs> oh boy am i wrong no, I don't think you are wrong. I think you got brought up a great point that I have not thought about before. Because I love to psychoanalyze people. Oh, yeah. And that is such a great... Because everything goes back to your childhood, guys. All of it. it Listen, does. go to therapy, everybody. It does. Dude, his mom is the reason why he became an actor. Yes. Mm. He does it for her. In every movie, movie where he's interacting with the mom, it's like a part of his own mom. Podcast over. We're done. <laughs> We're done with this one. I'm going to go um, push me down a flight of so I can have the same experience. Everyone is like shocked right now. I can't. It's so true. So, okay, we'll talk about DDLJ. You've broken our brain. We're going to need a moment to think about this. Why don't you tell us your top five Sharhan movies? Okay, guys, this was really hard because like I wanted to pick movies where I like the movie and also the Sharhan in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's very hard because sometimes I really like the Sharhan, but I don't like the movie or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's usually I like Shah Rukh Khan. Yeah. Um, but okay, so number five is Duplicate. It's a good one. <laughs> the double role. His comedy is like, it's next level. Okay. The his, best. His, when he does comedy, it's too good. The number four is K3G. Mm-hmm. This is like, had to. Three is Devdas. Love that. Two is Dilto Pagalhe. Mm. I know his like weird obsession with Maya, but I just love the character. He, he plays Lin Manuel Miranda in that. <laughs> <laughs> no, his character was. Uh, we could do that later. Uh, okay. And number one is DDLJ. Perfect. That's a great list. In each movie, he's got like a different, besides Gajal in K3G and also in DDLJ, he's been paired up with different women in each movie. Who's your favorite actress, yeah. which are Han? I think definitely Gajal and Madhuri. Those are my favorite. By the way, bonus points for uh, pronouncing Madhuri right because Annie and I pronounce it incorrectly. Apparently, yeah. we Madhuri. We've been shamed for it. We've been calling her Madhuri for 35 years. Month. Yes. That sounds desier. Maybe that's right. No, Madhuri is not right. Where, you're right. It's Madhuri. It's Madhuri, oh. but I refuse to change the way that I say it. I've come too far. My husband also said that that way, and he grew up here, and like he grew up in a very desi household, so I don't know if that's just... Maybe my bad pronunciation rubbed off on him. I don't know. <laughs> but apparently, we've been saying it wrong our whole life, and we were called out on it. We also pronounce mispronounce Vivek Oberoi's name. Oh, Vivek. Vivek. We've been saying Vivek like civic, and it's not. Let's just go through the, let's just go through the list of yeah, all. Let's do it. I'm just going to pull it up on Bollywood or on Wikipedia. <laughs> Everybody that's working. It's been Paresh Chawal this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like chunky peanut butter. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, those are, that's a great list. So Shah Khan, would you say Shah Khan is your favorite actor in Bollywood? Yeah. Like, how could he not? You know, like, it's just like an unfair question to be like, who's your favorite? Because it's like, uh, like, Shah Khan's its own category. I feel like the answer is always either Shah Khan or Amir Khan. I disagree because like, you can't compare them. Amir Khan does amazing movies. Like, they, they're so deep. They have like such a rich meaning. They're done very well. But Shah Khan, like, DDLJ, like, made him who he is. Like, Amir Khan does not have a DDLJ. So it's like, you can't compare the two. You're right. I can't think of a Amir Khan movie that is there, Yeah, like, a Amir Khan movies are good, but there's nothing that's, like, you can go back to and be like, oh, that one Amir Khan movie. All three of us yeah. love Andaz Apnapna. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, like, that's a comedy movie that's not DDLJ. Like, you cannot compare. And people love Andaz Apnapna for different yeah. reasons. But it's not DDLJ. So that's true. Like, I can't think of an, I mean, Gamma to Gamma, I guess. But that's also like such an old movie. I don't know if people really consider that like DDLJ level. I don't think so. I mean, I I think Shah Khan is definitely the icon that he is. We're doing this podcast about him because he is Shah Khan, because of movies like DDLJ and K3G and all that stuff. I don't think if you had a top five list of Amer Khan movies, like people wouldn't be able to go as deep as they can with Shah Khan. Like, he's got. 15 movies that could be in the top five, yeah. including like stuff like Duplicate and Yes Boss. Yeah, Bodsha. I feel like people also have like a range of movies that they like of his. Like it's never just like the three Ks. Most of the time people throw in a comedy role or like a movie that is just like so goofy and so ridiculous that like you have to put it in there. Yeah. Like you got the Yes Bosses, the Duplicates or the Bodshas. Like I think that that's actually my favorite. I've learned watching this that that's why I enjoy watching him the most when he is bringing this like intense improv comedy energy, yes. which is just like throughout this movie. All right. So let's talk about DDLJ. But before I get into it, you know, I got a bone to pick with somebody right now. Oh my God. Okay. Your name is Fahad Masood and you're about to get called out, <laughs> sir. The last what? five years that I've been doing this podcast mm-hmm. is one person who's been really, really grinding my gears about having DDLJ as my favorite movie. Because this guy likes to say that I just say it because I'm conditioned to believe that this is my favorite (laughs) movie and that it's maybe objectively not that good. Sir, I'd like you to defend that stance or apologize. And if you do, it's okay because, you know, that we've learned anything from this movie. It's that apologies are normal. Yeah, I, I'm i very embarrassed <laughs> about my take. Uh, it was, I want, okay, so when this movie came out, I was like eight. So it was right before I started watching Bollywood. I feel like Kuch Kuch Hota has more meaning to me than this movie when I think of like my childhood. But watching this movie again is probably like the fourth, fifth time I've seen this movie. It's so good. <laughs> It's not overrated. Last week I said it was overrated and I have to eat my words. You guys know how big of a deal this is because I'm very proud and I never apologize for anything. (laughs) I am apologizing for this. No, it's a, good, it's a good one to take the, the L. Yeah. But you know what? We're going to give you a W for liking the movie. So it's fine. Dude, it was so good. Bahad, I think it's, it's time so for much- you to, you know, take a moment, reflect, learn, and just listen. It's a time to listen. <laughs> Here's some people of color to read. I'm going to go read Tanahisi Coates. <laughs> but no, I was wrong. Right. I was wrong. And I I think this is, this is going to enter my top five as well. You think? <laughs> You it should. No, for real. You I can't believe you're hedging your bets so still. Good, 
How you dare you? So many good movies from your top five. I don't understand your ranking system. Real, you are the last person. My ranking system is impeccable. Five. Impeccable. <laughs> I can defend yeah, every yeah. single thing on there. <laughs> Isha, I'm sorry you had to see this. We've got a mem line on the line. No, wait. What are your guys' top five? Mine changes all the time. Hold on. We got it on Instagram, so it's like laminated. I have mine. It's changed since the last time that you put it on Instagram. Well, then that doesn't really count, man. What, do you want me to get a tattoo? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, actually, that's a great idea. Mine are DDLJ, number one, Om Shanti Om, number two, Dave Das, number three. K3G and then Dilse. But last week we talked about Suades. Dilse is out and Suades is in. My list from last week is Yes Boss, K3G, Suades, Devdas, and Virzara. And I I don't know, man. I think Dave Das is going to get the boot. Either Virzara or Dave Das are going to get the boot. And DDLJ is going to get there at top five. I'm not sure yet. I need to reflect a little further and <laughs> like talk to my mom and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> Maybe you should do, uh, what's that called? Peyote? No, no. <laughs> peyote. The Muslim version of it. Istakhara. <laughs> is that what that is? You know, I think we need to revisit the fact that you love Yes Boss so much. Yeah, I, maybe it doesn't deserve a number one, but it's definitely on my top five. I love it. So, oh, you didn't say anything about duplicate to our guest here. <laughs> yeah, because she's my mine. Me. No, you can say it. I'm still gonna, it's still going to be on my list. The double yeah. role, the evil, the Mugada and Bablu, you can't compare that. <laughs> like, come on. Come on. The duality of man. The du- yes. Yes. Dude, it's too good. You can't. All right. So let's talk about DDLJ now that. Fahad has apologized publicly. He's been shamed, and now we can move on from this nightmare. So DDLJ the movie. We should clarify it's the Lala Delaney Lady not like Debbie does Larry Johnson or something. (laughs) (laughs) Debbie does Larry Johnson. The basketball player? Honestly. (laughs) Grandmama. Uh, I've got a new search term. <laughs> so I want to talk about the movie and what it means to all of us. Do you remember the first time you watched it? Because I don't know, like besides Fahad, who just had an epiphany right now in 2021, the rest of us, I feel the very first time we all watched DDLJ, we were like, oh, shit, this is the movie. I also had that feeling. I just forgot about it. It must not have been that intense. I, for I don't then. think. Yeah, I'm with newer. I don't think it was that strong. I had a head injury when I was 10. <laughs> Oh my god. No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm okay. (laughs) Oh my god, wait, but remember when you did have a concussion and then (laughs) when you were in college, do you think that's when DDLJ got wiped out of your mind? It could have. That's what knocked it out of my head. That's possible. (laughs) But like me and Raheel, we obviously we watched it together. We had just moved. So we lived in Saudi until 1995. I was born there. So when we moved here, we weren't really watching any movies anymore because that wasn't really something that was accessible to us in Pennsylvania. But I remember that it was like 1996, Raheel? Yeah, it's like winter 95, uh, 96. Yeah, so it was like a very magical time. Mm-hmm. Us little brown kids from Saudi had just like seen snow Aww. for the first time. It was a lot of like new experiences. And I remember watching DDLJ with our family friends friends at the end of it just being like amazed at what a fantastic four hours I had just had 
it was a really difficult time, like not to get like super emotional, but like I think that year was like really difficult for like a little brown 10 year old girl with like a mustache living in America. I remember just that being such like a happy memory that I think like maybe that is also why I love the movie so much because it was a really happy memory during a really difficult time for me. That's so sweet. Yeah, it's just like a perfect movie for me. Stop bumming me out. Anyways. <laughs> I, I'm I I swear, somebody cries every episode, yeah. and this this is like the past five episodes. Raheel's crying, and Noor's crying. It's, <laughs> oh God, this is family therapy. Raju Bunge, bitch ass. You know, obviously, we have that shared memory, right? I still remember exactly where I was. I remember exactly where I was sitting. I remember our family, friends. I remember, you know, when the movie started. I remember trying to be cool and <laughs> thinking when that basketball scene comes in the beginning and he's dribbling and just, you know, wanting to hate it. And then I also remember, like, how it won me over. And it was like, you know, five minutes later, I was like, this is pretty great. And as it progressed, the other thing that I remember is that it wasn't just me in the room that was being won over. You know, at different points, like our mom was being won over. Our auntie was being won over. Everybody was just slowly being won over by this thing. I've watched this movie probably more than any other movie. I've watched it a lot passively, just in the background. For the purposes of the podcast, I've been watching these movies like in a different way, right? I'm trying to be a little bit more critical about it. So that's what I went into trying to watch it yesterday. And the thing that I realized is that it's actually better than I even remember. Like, I know the feeling that it gives me. It still gives me that feeling but like technically the story how it works the music all of it is actually better than you remember yes. and yeah. like there were moments yesterday like i was just like crying like a little bitch like <laughs> in different parts i was just like what is going on here what you mean family is going through a lot yeah what is going on <laughs> <laughs> there's one scene with farida jalad that just absolutely saved me like i had to pause the movie <laughs> And walk away. Wait, I was like, I can't do this right now. Can you tell me what scene it was? It was the scene with her and Simran when she goes to India and she talks about. Oh my god, we you know, do. A that was deep. <laughs> and I've probably watched that scene like two hundred times. No, it hit different. It hit different. Honestly, it's different when you watch it in its entirety. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, when you're getting the full experience, and I was like completely immersed into it. Right, I was focusing in yeah. because you know I, I try to focus for the podcast. Yeah. These boner jokes don't just write themselves. <laughs> I have to find openings for them. I actually did this the app because we I watched it what three years ago so I was like let me passively rewatch it and I got sucked in I haven't done work for three hours because I was just so locked in on this. You have movie. a lot of years of catching up to do. Like I'm sorry, <laughs> like you just have like there's yeah there's so much there's so much to take in. I mean it was I I remember like reels of the emotions for some reason in my memory it was like parts of the movie that dragged but it's not true. Like this movie, when you watch it, pay attention to it. It's a fantastic movie. They fit so much in and none of it feels overdone. There's no, it's like focused. A lot of problems with Char Khan movies is like, you'll have like a side Johnny Lever plot line or whatever. And this movie is so like, tight. Yeah. it just, it, yeah, Raj and Simran and that's it. And it works perfectly. Yeah. It's so good. It is. It is. I didn't cry. I didn't cry because I'm a real man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, it really 
is. It's like, Noor, like when you said you were going to like skip some scenes or whatever, I went in like that. I was like, I've seen this movie so many times. Like I'm going to obviously watch it as a refresher, but like I'll skip through. I was like, oh, I'll skip songs, whatever. I watched it full. I didn't want to skip any scenes. I don't know. Maybe because I was like taking notes too. But <laughs> but I was like, no, like every scene it's like, and it's just like, it's so good because it's a Shah Khan movie that holds up to present day, you yeah. know, like all the other Shah Khan movies, like I don't want to rewatch Duplicate because I don't want it to be ruined for me. Mm. I just have a memory of it being like so funny and like double roll, haha. But and I don't want to rewatch it because like I don't want to shatter that dream. But DDLJ, you can rewatch. Yeah. Like even Kuch Kuch Wata K3G, I can't really rewatch it. I have so many cringe moments. Mm-hmm. But I remember watching DDLJ and it was like we all went as a family to watch it. And so my two cousins were visiting from uh, Pakistan, right? And they're so into Bollywood. They are actually the reason why I am so into Bollywood because they are huge Bollywood fans. And so we watched it as a family one night. And then the next day, they got dropped off at the theater at like 10 a.m. And they watched the movie four times in a row, (laughs) back to back. Four times. We picked them up at like 11 p.m. And I remember when they got in the car, I also like obviously look up to them. When they got in the car, they were just gushing over every single scene and like all the details and like how every time they watched like the the next show, it got even better. And so like as a little girl, I was like, oh, this is a big deal. (laughs) Like this movie is a big deal. And you know, I grew up with that mentality, but then even when I rewatch it as an adult, it holds up. It is a big deal. Yeah, I think that's the thing, right? I think we had a uh, we had one of my friends on the podcast a couple of months ago, and you know, he's an Indian movie watcher also, and he talked about his experience watching DDLJ, right? Which was he went and he's like, by intermission, it was the greatest movie that he'd ever seen. And as soon as he got out, he bought tickets for the for the next day's show. So, you know, I know that, you know, obviously we've all seen we're all Bollywood fans and I'm sure we all have our favorite movies or whatever. But this one is different. Like and it's not just, you know, it's not just like a singular thing. It happens to everybody. And so when something is so big like this, you can kind of take the bigness of it when you're thinking about the movie and you kind of forget what it is that actually makes it great. So the experience yesterday was really nice. It was like rediscovering something. And I got real emotional. Yeah, it did. Isha, you mentioned that there's no cringy moments in it. I think the reason why is because when I was watching this movie, I've I've watched so much early two thousand Sharhan now that I am expecting that when things happen that the movie pauses and does a flashback or really intense music cue, something really dramatic. And I always expect it now. I feel like once you got into K3G, it was like that was the norm, is that you're going to have flashbacks and unnecessary, very dramatic soap opera level zoom-ins and stuff. This movie didn't have that. It didn't need it. Because by the time Raj is playing a mandolin on a bridge with Simran in Europe, you're now fully into the characters. Like you're like, okay, he knows that she's getting married. He He's obviously catching feelings for her. He's obviously trying to like get under her skin and like get her to remember him. You are now totally into these characters. So you don't need any of that extra bullshit that happens in like every Karan Johar movie. And I think that's why like there was nothing to cringe about in this movie. It was just so perfect in every possible way. That being said, obviously there is a scene we're going to talk about. (laughs) A very in 20 at any point after I'd say like 2010, this is a very problematic scene. We'll get to it. But you know, it's funny that you mentioned that one scene about 
about you know him playing the mandolin, which I always thought was a banjo, but that's just I'm looking at Fahad. But when I was watching it yesterday, I was like, wait, you know, I was completely in love with the movie again, and I just remember thinking like, I remember the second half actually being better than the first half, but I don't know how it's gonna get better. Yeah. And then I watched the movie, and it is better. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I have a theory. So I think it's less of a theory, but I'm just like DDLJ is Bollywood. Mm-hmm. It's like the definition of Bollywood because it has all the ingredients, right? It has like the drama, the conflict, the action, the comedy, suspense, love. It has all genres and it's done perfectly. Like they sprinkled in all of it like so perfectly, which is why I feel like it it just is Bollywood. That's what the standard is. Exactly. Like, so you know that fight scene that comes at the end, right? You know, usually I would be like cringed out by it or whatever, but like watching it again, I appreciated it. Like I appreciated that there's like a connective tissue to like Indian movies that I saw in the past, but it's still a little bit different yeah. and like you know I'm still completely into it my mind kept going to Veer Zara so Veer Zara is not really my favorite I don't really love it but watching Veer Zara and then watching DDLJ I do feel like they were trying to get you to feel DDLJ feelings in Veer Zara because it's this girl and guy and they meet together in another land there's that like sort of very Indian nationalist feeling there as well the difference obviously is that Raj is a complete asshole in this movie and Veer mm-hmm. is actually like a very nice guy but I did get a lot of that feeling the scene where Raj shows up in India that was very much like Veer showing up at the Milad in Veer Zara and and actually you know that's the one part in Veer Zara where like I definitely believe it I definitely got all the feels is when he does show up and it's like there's Shah Khan showing his love by showing up for his woman that's where you know like this is the real deal he's not just like screwing around so I got a lot of like that type of feeling but then I realized like like you said Isha because DDLJ is Bollywood and it gives you all of those feelings in such a perfectly buttoned up and bow on top package it makes sense that any other movie that comes after it would try to pull a little bit of that feeling for you. I had a thought about the Indian nationalist stuff. So this movie probably is one of the first movies that's made for NRI audiences. Usually the Indian nationalist stuff and like, oh, you know, our country, our values, all that stuff kind of rubs me the wrong way. But I wonder if our parents really had those anxieties about like moving here and being not Pakistani enough or like not Desi enough or whatever and forcing those on us. Probably because, you know, I'm in the middle of my arranged marriage. Uh, (laughs) He's joking. Your wife is going to kill you. He actually hasn't seen her face yet. It's been a year and a half. (laughs) She's been on a guest on the podcast, but she records from behind a screen. (laughs) Yeah, she wasn't part of the... No, but I just I just feel like I didn't think of I watched this and identified with Amrish Puri because yeah. I wonder if that's what our parents went through. Like I feel like I am very comfortable like balancing my American identity with my Pakistani identity, but I'm sure it must have been a huge cause of anxiety for our parents. And you know, watching it 25 years ago versus watching it now it takes on a different meaning for us right? because we old because we're old <laughs> because we're old yeah we totally totally vibe with like the Narayan Shankars and the what was his name in this Baldev Baldev Bauji. Bauji. with the Baujis of the world okay let's talk about the characters obviously Raj is this the first time Shah Khan was Raj and then after this he was nothing else he was just Raj and Rahul <laughs> it's a perfect Shah Khan it's everything I want out of Shah Khan my, my note about him is Raj in Punjab is the best thing in the world mm-hmm. Shah Khan when he gets to her family's house 
I can't even talk about it without like like losing my mind right now. He's so fucking funny and like <laughs> charming and perfect in every single way. He is so good. Like, oh my God. Like, because in the beginning, he is an asshole. He is a complete dick, even this time around watching it. And when he even starts to like like her, he's disappointed that she's engaged and all that stuff. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's okay. But once he gets to India, he does such a 180 and he just he really shows himself for like the full person that he is. Because before that, yeah, for the most part, you're like, he's a fuck boy. All right, well, I'm going to push back right away. He, that's well, he talks that's about insane it. To no, me. He talks that's about insane to me. Listen, boy. I agree. He is he is a shithead in the beginning, but he is an extremely lovable shithead. I get that he can be annoying to girls or whatever. <laughs> but I think when you see his relationship with his dad, and when you see his relationship with his friends, like, I love his relationship with his friends. You know, like, he's like, knocking off Garnjora's hat all the time and he's like, you know, <laughs> just messing around dick. with him. But even through all of that, right, you do see that he's you know, he's got love for his friends. That that piano scene, the first time. Um you know, when he's just acting like a jackass, the thing about it is, is that he's acting like a jackass, but he also knows that he has stuff to back it up. So that confidence is there. It's just like unrealized potential. I know people like that in a way that that character, you, I know the storyline, which Arkhan has always been like, oh, he's just playing a variation of the same character over and over again. I see that to some level, but this guy, this character, he's heads and shoulders above anything else that he's ever done. And it's not just that it's been influential on like you know movie characters it's been influential on like they see dudes like i see myself aspiring to be that kind of a guy you know because you're trying to be funny you're trying to figure out where the line is but you also want to be respectful <laughs> at all times right oh that's God. a part of it like i see my brother acting like that i see fahad acting like that i will admit that I definitely see my husband in Raj Malhotra. <laughs> like, exactly. And especially in the whole beginning where he's being a complete asshole to her. Not the part where he's like obviously <laughs> trying to like sleep with as many girls as possible. But all those parts like the scene where he gives her a flower and then sprays water in her face. I remember being irritated, but also I was like, that is 100% something my husband would do. When he was exactly. 21, that is something he would do. And he's not a dick. He's a very lovely person. He's probably like the nicest guy my brother knows. But like, that's very much, I, I, I'll i give you that, that I definitely see my husband there. Exactly. It's like, it's kind of like seeped into like all of our, you know, they see boy psyche. Yeah. Kind of the way like, you know, if you grew up in the 90s, when I was going to high school, every sort of funny guy was doing like a version of Chandler Bing, right? I'm sure in like the 2000s, it's like every sort of funny white guy was doing some version of Jim Halpert. That's the first half of Raj Ben-Hothar. That's what he is to, to they see guys. I will say that this is, I, I think Shah Khan tries to be cool in his movies now and like after DDLJ, but this is the only time that he's nailed it. Like, yeah. I, I don't yeah. watch any of his other movies being like, man, I want to be like that guy. And I still don't do that because I'm 32 years old and that'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> but is the closest I've ever gotten to a, looking at a Shah Rukh Khan movie and being like, man, Raj is really cool. I at the very least want to be his friend. There's like a version of that, of like, you know, that confidence and there's that funny guy. Um, Amr Khan plays a version of that in Nandaza Prapna, right? Yeah. Like, you know, just being really funny and being off the cuff and just making little comments and stuff like that. But he doesn't have the warmth that Shah Rukh Khan has in this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know of another character like this. It's because he has, like, Shah Rukh Khan in this movie, the way his personality is he's just so full of life and he just wants to experience everything to the fullest and that's why he's always like he's always on he's always like ready and fun 
And it's just, it's so effortless. Like the sarcasm, the charming comments, everything is just like, it all makes sense because like, especially like when they show that he's like a failure in school, I feel like it just, but I just feel like it shows that he's just because he's like so obsessed with like doing like real life things, you know, he's like running after airplanes and doing all this other stuff. Like, but it makes sense. And like, I love the scenes where he's like talking to himself. I think think the reason why his like character is so dynamic is because like yes he's very charming he's so sarcastic in like the funniest way possible but he's also like goofy you know and he's also just like he literally is like talking to himself and I think he got a lot of that from his dad and his relationship with his dad because they're always like joking around and stuff and like I don't care this movie was hilarious (laughs) but he's so funny so I'm like oh this is like you know he's a product of his environment (laughs) yeah when he met Preeti, uh, he was trying to go through the list of people, and he was just like, "Acha, or Simran kone?" Like, I was, yeah. that killed me. He's like, "So Preeti, London me kya kar rahi thi?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole thing, that whole thing was so funny. But okay, I also the reason why he like nailed it in this role is because like before this Darkon was only doing like villain roles yeah he like had accepted that like oh I'm gonna be like a villain in Bollywood like that's cool I'm not good looking so like whatever and then yeah. this role came along and like there was no pressure you know he was just like having fun and he literally like just had fun and that's why it was so perfect because I feel like now there probably is a part of him that's like oh I have to channel the DJLJ Raj whereas like before it's like nah this it <laughs> yeah and apparently this movie was only made over six weeks it's insane yeah. they had no idea what they were making like no idea yeah and and i think you're absolutely right it looks like they're having a really good yes. time and that's why i also love kajal and sharhan together because i do think that when he's with her they just have a great time together yes. like you can tell that the chemistry is always right with them yeah it doesn't feel like it's scripted like it feels like this is like an actual conversation they would be having yeah now kajal yes She's so pretty in like the most 90s natural way. She had a, a very like an extremely hairsuit introduction. There's a lot of hair. Dude, her unibrow is iconic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I would also de- describe Anthony Davis as a classic 90s beauty. <laughs> <laughs> But this time around, I I paid attention to her acting a lot more. She's a really good actress. Like the scene where, again, like they're on the bridge and he tells her, I love you. And she's like looking at him and then he's like laughing at her face. Like, you I know I told you never to take me seriously. Her face, her acting is so good. Like she's so obviously clearly embarrassed, but without being over the top, it's very natural. The scene where they're in India and he shows up at that party or whatever. She sees him there and he hits it off with her sister right away and the dialogue is happening between Sharhan and Chutki but Gajal's the one that's like kind of in the background but she's unfocused and you see her face change and it's just it's so natural it's so when good. he gives her like the little thing right the little bell. Like, oh, oh, god and just the way that she's like looking at him she's like in love and she wants to like jump his bones yeah. at the same time <laughs> She's like, I respect you. I want you to be my husband, but also I want to take your clothes off. Like, I want you to have agency, but also. Uh, it's so good she's just she's so good and then yeah all her scenes with Preeta Jalal growing up watching it I never really paid that much attention to the dialogue between the mother and the daughter and the relationship that they have you know I kind of was just like oh yeah well she can talk to her mom but the actual dialogue that they have and the conversations they have are actually quite progressive for 
before being made in 1995, you know, in India. When her when her mom is like, I always thought like my daughter wasn't going to have to go through what I have to go through. But I just realized that women are just always going to have to sacrifice themselves and all this stuff. And like Gajal, you know, holds her mom's hand and she's like, just tell Bauji, like, yeah, of course I would do anything for him because he's always done everything for me. So I agree to this marriage, but they're obviously so sad about it. And they just like hold each other and sob. I was like, I love you guys. I definitely appreciated the mother-daughter relationship a lot more than I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think I, I was just like paying attention more to like what they were actually talking about. What stood out for me was, you know, obviously you think of DDLJ and Gajal, you think of like the Raj Simran story, right? But Simran as the daughter this time really, really stood out. Even like that scene that she has with Amrish Puri in the beginning after after the Om Jai Jagdish Hare, right? It's not like she's not like trying to like pull a fast one over him. She's at that point, she's okay with not going. She's yeah. just a really good daughter. Um, that part of it really, really stood out. That was my very first Om Jai Jagdish in an Indian movie. And I've never <laughs> looked back since. I love it. <laughs> I think me too. I don't think they did it. Not a banger, that. but still very beautiful. You know what was a banger? Gharaja Pardesi. Oh, That's yeah, like yeah. the best way to open up a movie I've ever seen in my life. And then I loved how it <laughs> continued on throughout the movie. Like they would just sprinkle it in there. I was like cleaning the kitchen while this movie was on. And every time it came on, I just stopped everything and stood in front of the TV. It's <laughs> and so... you saluted. And then I saluted. <laughs> and then I danced a little bit because it's a banger. <laughs> I didn't realize. You know, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, EJ. No, no. no, I was going to say. Um, oh, sorry. Go, you go. You go. No, no. Nene, bend out. As Farida Jalal says, we live in a man's world. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The first time know. anybody's called me a man on this podcast. No, what I was going to say was one thing I noticed this time watching it around is that Gajal is actually like a hopeless romantic. Because like the stuff she writes in her diary, it's all just like poetry and like made up and stuff. And it's really sad because she has this like outlet where she's expressing herself, but she knows that that's not like her reality, right? Yeah. And I think that's why like falling in love with Raj like literally turned her world upside down because she was like, oh yeah, like I read about it. I used to write about it, but like I didn't think it could happen to me. I think that's also why like it resonates with so many people because it's just such a like, I don't know, it's such a honest epiphany she has you know yeah and it's not like you know growing up when you hear about like oh or something like that it sounds a lot more you know risque or like it sounds a lot more inappropriate or it sounds wrong and in this movie yeah technically you do still have that conflict that is like seen in a lot of Desi movies where a girl wants to marry somebody but her parents want her to marry somebody else and those things are really like surface and really simple but it's like Rahil said, like, she's a really good kid. She's a good kid. She's yeah. done everything that her parents want. And the minute that her her parents tell her, you're going to get married to this guy, she's like, all right, well, time to put this poetry away because it doesn't, it's not for me. And she says to Shah Khan later, she says to Raj later, you know, I don't think about those things because that thing isn't, it's not afforded to me. My, I've already yeah. been engaged with somebody else. I'm not allowed to be a dreamer anymore. Yeah. And even though she's upset about it, she's like, it is what it is. And it kind of sucks. But is. like, yeah. I'm not going to argue with my parents because- my parents are great people and they're just trying to do the best they can. And I think that that was really, that resonated with me a lot because when you grow up in America, a lot of times you are faced with a lot of things where you're like, this seems really fucking unfair that like, I'm not allowed to do this thing. But as an adult, you grow up and you look back at things. And this is like really silly, but like when I think about the fact that my parents never let me sleep over anywhere when I was growing up, I remember being so angry about it, <laughs> yeah. but 
Now as an adult, I'm like, no, my parents were doing the best they could for me. And I think that that was really mature of Simran in this character to be like, my parents aren't being monsters. They're just doing the best they can because this is what they know. And I thought that that was like, it's really, it just, it hit me differently this time. And I think that's also why she put on such a front like with Raj, because like, it's exactly what you said. Like she doesn't entertain this. Like it's not. Whereas, like, her friend, Sheena, right? Was so she wants funny. to do everything. She was like, they'd be singing, dancing. <laughs> you Who know, invited them like, to that party? <laughs> the Euro Rail. The Euro Rail. <laughs> the Euro Rail was giving me tickets to, like... <laughs> And you know what it probably was? You know, it's like when you go on a cruise and they invite you to like a fancy dinner and live with like a corny like singer. Like that's what that was. I'm just like imagining like Long Island Railroad, like inviting (laughs) everyone to like a party. I think I think in my in my memory, this the party was on the train. I didn't realize that they got off the train to go to the party. <laughs> like a legit cruise. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The one other thing that I that actually noticed this time was in that first song, uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, you see Gajal there. And I think this just kind of underlines the fact that she is a kid, which I never thought of before, you know, because I've always just thought of the love story or whatever. But if you watch Menechwabomit, you know, she's wearing this outfit, right? She's wearing like this white outfit with like a short skirt wow. and it's raining. Oh, yeah. And you're, you know, your impulse is to be like well you know there's like a perversion to it right obviously that's what your mind goes to but i was watching it this time and i was like i've never felt that way about it and the reason is is because she's dancing there with her mom yeah like she's just a happy yeah, kid that's, that's very awesome. true she had an amazing stylist like yes. all of her all of her outfits in europe i was like wow I need this. Yeah, I feel like 90s, like the the Instagram fashion people that are doing 90s fashion right now are just watching DDLJ and then doing that. Yeah, yeah. It's like she had the chokers. She had the like the layering down, the boots. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was the hats. Oh, the jumpers. I I watched it again. Like we just watch scenes of it all the time. And I was telling my husband, I was like, can we be Rajan Simran for next Halloween? And he was like, so cute. He was like, nobody will know what we are. Yeah, everyone's gonna think Fahad is Kurt Cobain. My only complaint about Gajal in the movie mm-hmm. is that she says we have a very talented piano player. I and know. Not a pianist. Oh, that drives me crazy. It kills me. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It hurt me in 1995 and it hurts me now in 2021. But besides that, she's flawless. Well, how do we feel about her and Chutki? I liked her and Chutki. Oh my god, yeah. adorable. I thought Chutki was like MVP. She's so progressive. She made that comment about like how age is just a feeling. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you are amazing. I love you. Like, I know. What's her teacher's name? Mrs. Miss Lucy. So funny, but like I loved her character. I always I remember always liking her, but now I was actually paying attention to like what she was saying. And I was like, damn, you're so ahead of your time. She's supposed to be 12, but that woman is easily like 21. Yeah. I thought it was so cute too when she like tells Simran like I like Mr. Raj. Yeah, I like the chatwala. Yeah, yeah, the chatwala exactly. Uh, it was really cute. Yeah, is adorable, and I also wrote that progressive woke femme. That's what yes, I wrote. For her. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's like the perfect thing. Do you want to talk about Amrish Booty Real? Yes, I do. What do we think about Amrish Booty? First of all, scariest eyes in the game. So scary. Also, R.I.P. Like I feel bad. R.I.P. I know. I know. Amrish Booty Marhum. <laughs> 
So, you know, the movie opens with him, like, doing his, like, his little monologue, feeding the pigeons or whatever. And then he walks to his shop. And I wrote, his look is very David Rose from Schitt's Creek. Because he's wearing, like, pants and then a long corta. And then it's buttoned up at the top. But he's also wearing a vest. And he's also wearing a blazer on top. And he's got, like, all these accessories. And I was like, this is so, so Schitt's Creek. Dude, everyone's watching DDLJ for style notes. Yes! That's the thing. Like, this is the reality of the situation. No, I absolutely love his look. He looked very fit. Like, everything was kind of tailored perfectly. Hey, by the way, he had a great bot, too. Like, you know in that scene when he's, like, slapping the shit out of Shah Khan at the end? Yeah. I believe Amish Puri could beat the shit out of oh, him. Oh, yeah. I think Amish Puri could beat the shit out of him just with his eyes. I don't <laughs> even think he has to touch Shah Khan. <laughs> like, yeah, his eyes do enough. I remember as soon as I put the movie on, I was like, oh, this is the reason why I was obsessed with London. Like, this movie was like, oh, my God, I need to go to London. And I remember the opening scene because he's, like, in the park and he's um, feeding the birds and stuff. And they show the whole, like, I love that they showed, like, parts of London as he's walking yeah. to his shop. It was awesome i feel like at some point in the 90s they went from showing nris in england to nris in america and once they got to america they just went like super cheesy corny yeah. over the top but i feel like if they had just stuck to daisies in london or daisies in uk like they would do that better because okay, yeah. i feel like you don't need to be as corny and i also think like they don't view the british like the way they view americans like americans are viewed like caricatures of like cheeseburger eating like fireworks burger yeah burger butchas basically and like whereas i feel like in the uk it could be a little bit more nuanced but i also love that i loved that they showed this character that i think like everybody knows that uncle that like came to america and has a store and is like very they it was like a very relatable character and I think the point that you guys brought up earlier, him being somebody that they could relate to now because of our parents. When I watched this before, I was always like, man, her dad is out of control. And like, yes, I still agree that he had like too much of a temper. But that anxiety that he has is because he's come to this other country and he is terrified of losing his children to this country. At the end of the day, that is what he is the most afraid of, that you are going to lose your children to this other country, a country where he himself has never felt he's just never felt like he's a part of it and so you know while we can see it as one side of like oh it looks like he's controlling his daughter he's also doing the best he can and he's just trying to protect her and he's scared it's a lot but it's it gives him more layers and it makes sense why at the end, he would say, Jab apni zindagi jilo. Is that what he says? Jile apni zindagi. He also says that to her when she asked him for permission to go to Europe. That's what I noticed this time too, is that yeah. when he gives her permission, he says, Jile apni zindagi. And then he says it again at the end. I was like, look at that connective tissue. What do you think their relationship <laughs> was after he got back? Well, they sold all their stuff and moved to India. Do you think he actually moved back? Like what happened after? I always wonder. I'm always, yeah. I always think about like, yo, they got on the train and she's like in her wedding outfit. Like where, when is she going to go pick up all her stuff? And it's also very awkward for Amrish Puri to get in the car with his buddy and drive exactly. back. Exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> cool Jesus is like going to like lose his mind. Yeah, so quite a fight you had there, huh? That was, that was tough. Hey, remember when you almost shot a guy <laughs> and then Ramon he almost shot you <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's true. Pretty much what you said about Image, where like this is the stuff that you that you notice as you get older, right? Like that opening scene, you know, before I just used to think that okay, he just misses India. But this time it's also it's not just that he misses it, but it's that he's lonely. You know, he all he has in this new country is his family. So he puts so much pride into it. I love his relationship with his wife. I love his relationship with his daughters. And this time the thing that I noticed was when he finds out about Simran, you know, falling in love with this boy he's not just angry he is angry but more than that he's heartbroken because he's put so much like he's put everything that he has into his kids and he's really really proud of her like when she's reading the the letter that comes from his friend in Punjab you can just like the way that he's looking his face just mm-hmm. you know just watching her mm-hmm. read the letter you can tell that he's happy that she knows how to read Hindi right that's what I got out yeah. of this time yeah, that's true. And like at the end, when he lets her go, he's not just like relenting. He's like so insanely happy for his daughter because he never thought that she could find love like that. He gives her a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was really cute. I agree, but I will say that I still thought he was very intense. Oh, like yeah. even the scene when Gajal and Chutki have to like shut off the music and like <laughs> pre- pretend that they're reading because Bauji is coming home. I'm like, he still has like that, like I am your Pitaji mentality, you know? I don't know. It's 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 tough, right? Because I totally understand what you guys are saying about like it's a real fear. Anything can happen. We're at the, we're in this new country. We're lonely. All of it. At the same time, like you are in a different country, you know? Mm-hmm. And like yeah, you have a really good daughter but like this thing happened and like it just like is I have conflicting feelings because I understand that but I also think he was like so intense and so yeah. like to the point where it's like dude stop <laughs> yeah no I get it when Simran's reading the letter and he's like oh Sharmage Sharmage it's like no she's mortified <laughs> like yeah. read the well, room <laughs> but I think that's actually so realistic because the relationship that he has with his wife right where she is she calls every time and yeah. checks to yeah. make sure he's reached work and She's like a very typical Daisy wife. When I was watching it this time, dude, my father-in-law is a very gentle, sweet man. But the relationship that Ledjo has with her husband is very yeah. much my mother-in-law and my father-in-law. Like she is the type of person that needs a phone call when my father-in-law gets to a location just so right. that she knows that he's okay, you know? Right. And and that whole thing of like, oh, Baoji, I'll get like change the music. I kind of put that on the wife because – I wouldn't be surprised if she was like, listen, guys, I'm cool with this, but your dad's not going to be cool with it. Like, trust me. And I think that's like a very Desi sort of that generation does believe that of like, you don't want to upset the father. Like your father has to, you know, the fact that you're saying like, you see what we're saying, like you totally get what we're saying about like just trying to do the best for your kid. And also that you feel like he was still really intense and really out of control. I think that's what makes the character so complex and so interesting. Once you know those two things when he is holding onto her hand and he's so scared to let go it makes so much more sense that when he does let go he gives her a thumbs up and he's just so happy for her yeah it's like he's having that realization too yeah. like Simran, Simran never thought she could fa- fall in love and like he never thought that like his daughter could have a life like this yeah it's both Ugh, it's so both. good again going back to Gajal for a second that scene when she realizes that he let go of her wrist yeah oh. That acting. Uh, oh my God. So yeah, good. 10 so, out of 10. 10 out of 10. Or either Jalal's dance, you know, during the, you know, when they're all. Oh home. my God. So good. <laughs> it's so cute. So okay. Good. I've spent like 25 years trying to figure out what that song was that they were dancing to. I found it, guys. I found it. You found it? Oh my God. 
is my favorite song. This is my favorite song. Like what is it called? I need it. I need it. It's not. How dare you? It is not a six flags. Commercial. What is it? What is it called? I need that song. It's called Dupe. D O O P. Wow. One other thing about Marie Spuri is the first time that we watched it, my one distinct memory is when he does the Emedi Zohrajabi. I think everyone in that room lost yeah. i think that's when it became i know that's when it officially became my favorite movie of all time yeah yes time. and you know they tried to recreate that in k3g when they got amitab to sing and it's like nah don't. no they yeah they've tried they try they all tried. the time the thing. they always and they try. stop it don't you that cannot. was so good that was so good because it was so out of character but it also just shows like he's so happy you know he's yeah. in india his daughter's getting married you know he's with uh. his mom again yeah the thing about his intensity and whether he's too intense, I was thinking about him and versus Anupam Kher, right? Obviously, like on the surface, everybody would rather have the Anupam Kher relationship with their parents, right? You want just like a buddy that you can hang out with. And I get that. But the reason why I never hate Baoji is because you don't ever doubt how much love he has for his kids. Mm-hmm. So it's misdirected sometimes. He's, you know, trying to do the best that he can. But you never, ever doubt that he's doing this because he absolutely believes that this is just what's best for her. Yeah. He believes it was all his heart until the very end. Yeah. I mean, Baoji is basically what happens when you continue the cycle of codependent parenting, right? In like Desi families. That's a codependent family. That's a father who yeah. believes that his whole life is to live and breathe for his children and is to whatever his children do will reflect on him. It's yeah. a very, it's, it's the Desi way. And it's really cool that in this movie, even though you have to understand how these things work in order to pick that up. But I do think that in the movie, it's cool that he can let go of that and say my daughter can find happiness and that has nothing to do with me he does have to eventually go back and talk to his friend about what the hell just happened and like you know talk to his family about what happened and at that point he says fuck what my family thinks my daughter is happy and that's all that matters to me i love that i think that shah khan's emotional blackmail like passive aggressive <laughs> i i feel like that that would work on daisy parents wait what emotional blackmail oh with like just like chumming it up with her whole, fa- whole family yeah, like, like, it was an emotional Yo, my husband still does that. I've been married for 10 years. <laughs> that stuff still works, well, man. I just, I thought it was so innocent because he was like, oh my God, he's the beer uncle. Yeah. Like, he was just like, even that scene when he was like, I'm sorry about the beer. And it was yeah. so cute because you could tell that like he was trying so hard because he was like, there's no way I can recover from this. Like yeah. I literally took beer from his like <laughs> gas station, you know? Like yeah. he had, he had, and especially someone like freaking Amrish Puri. Come on! I love every single interaction that they had. Oh, so like I, from the beer, from the first oh, one oh. to like everything in India. When he's like, la, 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 let's see. La, la, <laughs> yeah, but, oh my god! And when when he does the checkmate thing, and Amrish Puri's like, what? And he's like, oh no, I knew, I knew, <laughs> I knew that. It was so funny. It was so it was funny. Another one of those things that Sharma just says to himself. He's like, burte ki Oh my god! And then when he was on the roof with Simran, and she's like mad at him, and Lou, she's like, "This is Bob's figure." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bye. So good. So good. I love that Simran and Fidajal both were just like, "You don't know him." Like, yeah. Like, let's run away because you don't know him. 
Yeah. And yeah. I think it's kind of amazing that like he, yeah, he says like, yeah, I don't know him, but like, I actually do kind of know him because he has had this interaction with this beer uncle at the convenience <laughs> store. Ugh, it's so good. Yeah. Oh, I love Satisha in this one, obviously. Guljeet's dad. Oh my God. With his like- I love the whole husband wife bed one. Yes. <laughs> That's what I love too. The way they showed Punjabis is so true. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this is so accurate. I'm like covering my face on how accurate this is. I'm like, this is so accurate. Did your family, your father walks around in like a full head to toe silk silk kurta? No, No, just like the dialogue and like, you know, just so much is happening and everyone is loud. I'm like, this is, yep, they got that right. Yeah. I like that um, Raj also calls Kuljeet Ullu Dapatta like all the time (laughs) under his breath. It's so good. Oh, the way he is with Kuljeet is so funny. (laughs) You know, I kind of feel, I do feel bad for Kuljeet because you know he didn't do anything to deserve that uh, he was kind of a no I, I thought i was gonna feel bad for kuljeet but he's an asshole yeah. because he's like he is an asshole yeah you know he's like oh you know let me get married and then yeah. i'll come to london and I'll- oh yeah that's yeah. true yeah. yeah i i started i was like you know what i'm gonna give kuljeet a shot and then when he said the mama shema i was like oh, oh yeah yeah that's true i mean the, the real true. victim of all this is Preeti. yes Preeti. no Preeti didn't deserve that she's real hot <laughs> yeah she is so hot <laughs> Okay, Preeti. Yes. Wait, but um, Anubam Kher's character, like, I just thought, like, it was just so sweet and so funny, lighthearted. And I was like, they did such a good job, like, building his character because it just makes so much sense that, like, Raj is the way he is. Yes. I love that scene when he's like, first of all, it's hilarious that at this graduation, the announcement is, and the, for the <laughs> first time in history, we have a failure. And he is Raj <laughs> Wasn't it, like, Valid Victorian a failure or something? Like, it made no sense. Yeah. And he's talking to his dad and he's like, you know, he's going down and he's like talking about all the different failures. He's like, man, metric fail, get jati glass fail, like all this stuff oh, is so funny. I loved yeah. it. And then even when, you know, he tells his dad, like, oh, I want to go to Europe or whatever. And his dad's like, no, no, I'm going to let you go because I want you to live a life I didn't get a- get to live. And so that's like the big difference between like Sharhan's dad. And Gajal's dad, where Gajal's dad is like not there yet. He hasn't realized that his kids can live a life that he didn't live. Whereas Anupam Kir is already there where he's like, I want you to live a life that I didn't get to have. Paying attention this time, it was really cool to see that you have a scene with Gajal and her parents and you have a scene with Sharhan and his parents and you get to see the very difference between like the family dynamic, it, how it changes you as a person. I didn't realize that Anupam Kher was the one that like inspired the whole plot of the movie, which is Sharhan going and breaking up this wedding. He's like, until she's married. She's not married. I I respect that energy. (laughs) Nor to what you're saying, like, I thought it was very interesting because it showed that Anupam Kher's character has, like, that guilt of leaving India or, you know, just, like, having this other life that's not in India, but he just interpreted it in a different way. But that that same sentiment is alive in both characters. Yeah. Yeah, I like that scene when they're sitting together on the couch and they're in India and Amrish Buri says, like, oh, I I misjudge you based on the clothes that you wear. That, you know, you don't He's like, you know, don't judge me for what I wear because inside I'm still the same Indian that you are. Yeah. I really like that. One of my favorite moments, I think, of any Indian movie ever when he shows up to India oh. and uh, Sharhan's like, why'd you show up? And he's like, I missed you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. And then they so hug real fast. Sweet. Yeah. No, yeah. then Sharhan just like puppy, like just falls yeah. into him. Yeah. It was so cute. Uh, it was so cute. Like also, Raj is a good kid too. Like as soon as Anupam Kher was like, oh, you have to go to the office 
this and he's like no I'm on vacation like you know like he when he saw his dad coughing and then like sitting on the couch he was like no that's fine like I lived my life I'll go to the office you know he was a good kid too yeah I love that and then yeah. after they're doing that OB or whatever Coca OB Angola <laughs> yeah, wait I also loved when he fell in love with uh, Summer and the aunt it's so funny amazing <laughs> oh god amazing. It's such a good also this is sorry last thing on him this is so messed up <laughs> when he was like when he effed up the whole original process he was like oh it's okay I'll just tell him it's your mom's Darcy <laughs> and like we won't have to get married like all good it was so did you guys catch that his wife gave them the title for this movie in yes. opening credits of it they said a special t- thanks to Kiran Care for the title Oh, I did not notice that. Something happens when they miss a train. She's like, how are we going to get to wherever the location is that we're going to get? You know, and she's like, we have to do this or whatever. And you need to figure this out. And he's like, yeah, we'll take a train and we'll take a bus and I'll rent a car and all this shit. And then she's looking at him like, what? That's so much. And he's like, and I was like, oh, because he is going to otake le jau you later. Like, it was like, it was very much like, oh, what do you want me to do? Like, pick you up and take you away somewhere. And that's pretty much what she's asking asking him to do the entire second half of the movie. Wow, I did not pick up on that. <sighs> Guys, Easter eggs, so Easter eggs all around. <laughs> so good. Yeah, so we call them Diwali Ke Laddu because it's an Indian movie. <laughs> I just made that up. Um, Do we want to talk more about Farida Jalal? Because I love her a lot. I just, I just love her. Yeah, she's my favorite mom. I want to hug her. She's my favorite mom too. The the mom character really kind of took me by surprise this time, is because you know it's not like she's leading a sad life. She's happy. She's in love with her husband. She has these two kids that she's really proud of. But then she also recognizes the limitations that she has by being a Desi woman. As I've gotten older, obviously, you see those things that are kind of built into our culture, right? So I think that's the reason why it really, really stood out to me this time. Yeah, yeah. She's also so funny. When when Simran's telling her she wants to go to Europe, she's like, Chutki, Dr. Kubala? Like, she's funny. And like, her dancing, like, while she's in the kitchen, even though her daughters can't see her like she has that side she just doesn't show it in front of her husband you know yeah it's so good that's it for part one of our ddlj discussion part two will be out next week we talked a lot more about some of our favorite scenes obviously the iconic music a whole bunch of other nonsense that probably doesn't have to do with the movie that much but we go on tangents anyway make sure you check out isha at j underscore studios on instagram that's c-h-e underscore studios and as always you can find raju Bunya podcast at raju podcast on twitter and instagram we'll talk to you next week bye Oh, yeah.